Hello, and welcome to season two of the Yukon Entrepreneur podcast series, the series all about how Yukon businesses are adapting during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Carrie Johnston, and I'm joining you today from the traditional territory of Champagne and Ajax First Nations in beautiful Dakota Haines Junction. And my guest today is Mike Pemberton. Mike, please introduce yourself. Hello, Gary, and thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Mike Pemberton, uh, and uh, I'm coming to you from the traditional territory of the Kwan Dun First Nation and the Taan Question Council. Uh, Mike Pemberton, as I said earlier, I'm the uh, general manager for Ericle Holdings, and uh, we operate uh, three retail locations in Whitehorse, as well as a property company. And Mike, how long have you been working for Eric Holdings? Uh, I think I'm off and on now. Uh, and I say off and on because uh, I've done a couple little uh, exits to, to just to uh, uh, try something different. But overall, I think I've been kicking around now for about 34 years. Right. And it's a long-standing Yukon business. How long has it been operating? Uh, well, this this group of companies, uh, which is the the, the Eric, uh, Eric group, the uh, um, has been in operation since 1983. And of course, uh, the family has been operating uh, businesses in, uh, in Yukon since, uh, I believe, the 40s. Right. So, yes, uh, a long-standing business. Uh, uh, history of, of doing business in, in, in Whitehorse and Yukon. Thanks, Mike. And Mike, so who's your customer? You said you've got three sort of retail operations. So is it predominantly a Yukon-based company or does it have national or international work? Uh, the only international uh, and national uh, would be the, you know, the supply chain would be, uh, you know, international and national, but uh, primarily, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're looking after Yukoners here uh, and uh, with the majority of the business coming uh, from Whitehorse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about your customer over the past couple of years? Oh, it, it you know what, it's, uh, uh, what, ha what haven't I learned about our customer <laughs> over the last couple of years, right? Uh, you know what, uh, I think overall, I, I absolutely understand uh, that our customer peers are, are, are in, in uh, Yukon or Whitehorse are very supportive of local and uh, and that uh, has uh, shined through uh, you know quite a bit during during the pandemic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what what was your first memory of the pandemic when like throwing your mind back to, you know, 2020, what was your first memory of like, oh, this is a big deal and this is going to affect business? Well, I mean, we, we caught wind of this, uh, this um, um, uh, COVID. I think uh, we, we were actually on a, uh, on a trip um, uh, for, for work. We were in Las Vegas for the annual furniture market. And there was rumblings at that time, and that would have been late January, there were rumblings about uh, uh, this COVID. And, uh, you know, you never really quite pay attention, you know, like, you know, it's it's there, but it's it wasn't right in front of our face. But I, I if I were to look back, I would say the first real shock to to myself was when we were called together, because uh, at the time I was the chair of the Whitehorse Chamber of Commerce and we were called together uh, for the cancellation of the Arctic Winter Games. And that was the first time that I went, oh, wow, this, this, is, this is serious, right? So um, if they're canceling something so important as the Arctic Winter Games, uh, the, the, we're, we're, we're in for something here. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which of the public health measures have been the most challenging for you to navigate operating your businesses? Um, you know, I think the fear in the community, had, you know, slowed us down. Um, I think that, you know, if I were to nationally, you know, the, the, um, uh, the sector in, in all categories that I deal with were very strong. Um, I didn't see it here in Whitehorse. I did see some, some major growth in, in some sectors because people weren't traveling. Um, but I mean, we were able to maintain, we were able to maintain the biggest health factor. I, I, I mean, I think we were quite lucky because we, we, we didn't have to deal. Uh, I mean, we were very quick in putting our protocols together at all the stores and, 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 and having something uh, written uh, for protocols that, you know, the team could follow and, uh, and to do everything as quickly as possible for the protection uh, of our staff members and our management, as well as, as uh, you know, the customers at large. Um, and I, overall, I think we were very fortunate that we didn't have a lot of pushback from our customers and, you know, I don't want a mask or, you know, I don't want to do this, or I don't want to, you know, I don't believe in this. I didn't see a lot of that in, in our stores. I know that uh, some of our, uh, our businesses uh, locally did experience, you know, probably more of that. But as far as I was concerned, I didn't see a lot of it, right? So, uh, so I'm quite pleased with that part of it. Mm-hmm. We've all had to kind of adapt to this new sort of normal that the pandemic's brought to us. What what adaptations have you seen in your business that you're most proud of? Uh, well, uh, up until uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we hadn't had anyone actually affected with COVID on our team, and, and uh, I was quite happy with that. And and I. Uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, attribute that to the, to the protocols that we did put in place and that we were monitoring and, and, uh, and watching over all uh, and making sure everyone was safe. So, so up until a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't impacted by the actual um, COVID as far as having to uh, have people on, uh, on isolation leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what have you learned about your business model over the last couple of years? Well, you know, prior to, prior to the pandemic, what, what we, what we recognize is the, you know, the, the, the digital retail world and how important the digital retail world is. Um, we're, we're a little protected in some of the categories that we do because, you know, on the furniture side of things, like people really like to touch and feel before they purchase. And, and uh, even, though, uh, even though some people do buy furniture online, I think the majority of people like to actually touch and feel what they're buying, right? Um, uh, but if you're not online, if you're not online, you're not really given that uh, shut in an opportunity to, sh- to shop with you. And uh, so 
we were fortunate enough that we had a, a website uh, that was not completed, uh, but, uh, but was being worked on, that when this happened, we just pulled the trigger on it and said, you know what, finished or not, let's get it out there, you know, so we at least have something in the market, right? So, and we now have, uh, you know, we're putting more emphasis on, on that digital, on that digital place. And I think that's important, uh, not only for, for our businesses, but I, I think as a whole, I think, you know, Whitehorse needs to, you know, Whitehorse businesses need to realize how important that digital uh, presence is because they get, you get overlooked if you're not there, right? So, um, so we're still, uh, you know, putting quite a bit of focus and concentration into, into getting that where it should be. Uh, and and, it, and it, I'd like to say it's it's easy, but it, it's not uh, because you know we're dealing with a, a a number of national and international suppliers and and getting that information and uh, and then trying to um, the 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 pricing is is so different when you're dealing with uh, you know the same the same products as a company may be in a primary market like Edmonton or Vancouver. But of course we have a freight component that is much greater than, than, uh, uh, than those locations. So, but we have, we work with some very strong uh, marketing and, and buying groups that are very helpful and, and uh, guide us through uh, to the place that we need to get to. You mentioned earlier as well, supply chain. What have you learned about supply chain challenges over the last couple of years? Well, I'll start by saying that it's absolutely been the worst two years of my life in, in, in the retail sector. Um, I have never experienced uh, anything like this. Um, it is very difficult to manage inventory. Uh, it's difficult uh, to, to commit, uh, to, to time, you know, estimated arrival times. And we learned very quickly at this location, uh, in all, in all our, uh, in all our locations that we absolutely cannot, uh, over promise and under deliver. And it really came to a point where we had to say, I don't know. You know, I, I can't give you an exact time, but, I, you know, and the consumer always wants to know when they're, you know, when they invest into something, when, when they're going to get, when they're going to actually get the, 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 the gratification from getting that product. But it really came to a point where we had to say, we don't know. The best thing I can tell you is like, you know, get your order in, get in the queue so I can manage, you know, I can manage the orders. And uh, we, I have spent uh, a, a great deal of my day, uh, every day, uh, you know, tracking inventory and, and trying to get it here on time. I mean, you, you try as a retail operation to run uh, inventory just in time. Uh, there's absolutely positively no way that you can run inventory just in time during, during this, uh, these supply chain issues. Uh, I'll give you an example. And when, when we when I talk about, uh, you know, trying to manage your inventories and control your control your inventories, um, 
there may be, uh, you know, uh, a dozen uh, dryers available. Well, without a washer, a dryer pretty much is dead inventory. So you, but in this situation, if you don't take the dryers, when the washers come available, there may not be dryers. So you have to carry inventory uh, that you normally wouldn't carry uh, just to make sure you have something in the future, you know, and, uh, and that's, uh, you know, we, we do a fair bit of contract business with our local builders and, uh, and managing that has been a challenge to say the least. That's super interesting. I, I never even thought about the need to have washers and dryers paired up together, but it makes sense. And I can see how challenging that would be. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, we, we, it, it, it was funny in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, the number one thing uh, to go uh, were, were freezers, you know, uh, and in uh, more particular upright freezers uh, and people uh, were scared and they were hoarding. Right. And, and I get it. I, I mean, I totally understand. Uh, but that was the first thing to go from the supply chain. And it wasn't until about a year and a half later that we actually started to see some upright freezers start being shipped back out to us. But uh, and I think that was a not just a problem here in uh, in uh, in Yukon. That was a problem nationally and internationally. That that was the first thing to exit. That the you know the supply was not there, and for a number of reasons. I mean, raw material supply. Uh, uh, what, what was impacted, uh, 100% labor was impacted in the factories and, uh, and shipping was impacted. Right. So, um, so mm-hmm. it, 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 it made sense. I always look at it as wants and needs, right? Like, you know, uh, I, I want a new sofa, uh, but I need a freezer, right. You know, so, uh, and, and so, People were, were looking for what, what, they, what, they, what they needed as opposed to what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, have you accessed any of the pandemic-related supports from federal, territorial, municipal governments? Any of the, there were some that rolled out sort of right at the beginning to cover the, the lockdowns or, or some of the uh, employee sick leave benefits, anything like that? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and uh, I, I mean, I, I think we were, would, would have been in trouble. I mean, we're a longstanding company uh, that, um, uh, you know, is well-established, but without those supports, you know, and the, and the support, uh, the business relief support that came, the, I believe that was the first uh, first round, and uh, I actually sat with the group uh, on the busy business advisory council as well. And uh, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I applaud uh, Justin Furby and his team at Economic Development. Uh, uh, they turned that relief around pretty darn quick and, and got that out to to folks that really appreciated and needed that support to get through. Uh, as we move move. Further into the pandemic, we did access the uh, the, the sick leave uh, 
that what's that was there, and I believe that's actually still available until September of this year uh, for folks. Um, not directly because we had somebody uh, on our teams that was affected with COVID, but because we might have had somebody on our team that their roommate was affected with COVID and because they had to isolate as well. Uh, I mean, so, I, I mean, it was great because, you know, you always worry about your team and uh, I mean, your team has to pay, pay their bills as well. So things like that uh, were, were very important to, uh, you know, staff, let's call it staff survival. Right. And, uh, um, but we probably, if there hadn't have been uh, that support there, I would I would say that we would do everything in our power to make sure that our our number one asset was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also I, I got to say that that you know we laid uh, we 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 you know we, we even though our uh, our gross sales were down. Uh, during during especially the first year, uh, I got to say that we we made a conscious decision not to lay anybody off. That we kept everyone employed, no matter what. It, it you know having having a team uh, as strong as I believe my team is um, uh, takes a, a lot of time and effort, and it costs money to bring you know to have that team and to train that team. So one of the things that I always put emphasis on is that we're going to come out of this pandemic and things are going to get, you know, be strong again. So let's have the asset that we need when, when we come out to be able to just uh, seamlessly flow, you know, to, to getting back to uh, a stronger, a stronger business. Mm-hmm. Did you see any gaps in any of the funding that was available or any of the programs that were available? Were there, were there any gaps you identified? No, I, I, I think that overall, I mean, I think we always have to be conscious of, of you know, how quickly these programs came. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, you can hear, you know, you hear some, well, they shouldn't have done this or they shouldn't have done that. I'm just happy that, that the government did something that they recognized that, you know, not only businesses, but, but, but our general population needed help uh, during, during this pandemic and and they stepped up to the plate. I've heard, I've heard, you know, I think we've all heard, well, you're spending my grandchildren's money, right? Well, I I get that. And, uh, but I look at it as being a taxpayer for, for, you know, I've been working since I was 16, 17 years old, and, and I've paid a lot of income tax over those years. I look at it as, uh, well, let's use some of the investment I put into the country to, uh, you know, to, to get through this uh, very serious uh, uh, crisis that we're in. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, you said it earlier, I mean, we saw layoffs in a lot of retail operations down south, and because those supports were there, you were able to maintain the team and didn't have job losses, which, you know, is a pretty significant impact on the economy. Yes. Going forward, how are you thinking about your business differently? Where do you see your opportunity? Um, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, I think in the digital world, I, I see, you know, you know, massive opportunity out there 
uh, and to, to put uh, much more resources and energy into the digital world. Um, I think we need to identify right away though, that you know, this uh, supply chain issue is not back to normal. It, it is not back to normal, nor do I see it coming back to normal in 22. And, and quite honestly, I don't see it coming back, you know, early 23. Like we, we are going to be in a supply chain issue that is going to drive cost, uh, drive cost up. Uh, I mean, we've experienced, I think, I, I think if I count correctly, I believe we've had four to five increases from our, from our furniture supplier, which is Ashley Industries. Um, uh, we've seen increases right across the country from, from other suppliers. Uh, now, uh, on top of that, now we're dealing with, uh, uh, you know, uh, fuel surcharge uh, increases that are going to have major impacts on, on our supply. So it's not only that the supply is not there and, and, and we can be uh, uh, comfortable that, it, that it's coming on a, on a regular basis. It's also now the cost of getting that supply here is, is, is going to be, has been impacted by uh, not only the COVID uh, pandemic, but also now we're dealing with the, 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 the war in, in Ukraine, right? And, and that has had a significant impact on, on uh, oil prices, right? So uh, we're, we're, we're going to be challenged with, with that for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you um, taken up any new skills or learned anything new to kind of better position yourself for how things are changing? Well, new skills, no. Have I, have I had to think, uh, I mean, I've always thought of myself as a little bit out of, of, out of the box thinker, and, but uh, I think I've had to focus uh, a little bit more out of the box and, and then how, 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 how do we build back, uh, how do we build back better and I think that, that that's important. Like, you know, during the downtime, um, I guess the, 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 you know, if you were trying to look at the, po look at the positives during the downtime, during the, uh, during the pandemic, I would say, okay, well, now's an opportunity for us to train more. Now's an opportunity for us to do this. Now's an opportunity to, you know, to, to work on, on issues that uh, we, we've sort of ignored. Uh, and uh, uh, did we get there on everything? No, absolutely, we did not. But I, I think that uh, uh, I've recognized that, you know, the amount of emphasis that you put on your staff is ultra important, you know, and, and the training is ultra important. So I, I've sort of... Uh, uh, I come up with a new model and say like, you know, my, my, my whole, my, my whole premise right now is to train and retain, you know, I need to train and retain, right? Uh, as you're aware, Carrie, you know, retail has always been a springboard for, for other, uh, other jobs for, for individuals. And, and, and I think that's wonderful. I think that's great that, you know, and, and it's, Nothing I think inspires me more as more than I see someone who has spent some time with me and has an opportunity to to jump to another job and and build a life in in our community 
and uh, and I think that's uh, you know something that's uh, important to me. It's it's important that the individual that has has worked with us that they've decided to stay in our community, but maybe we're not at the scale of wage that they need to live here. So to to jump to, uh, and that doesn't necessarily always have to be government because people think it's always government, but it's not always government. There are other, there are other businesses in, in Yukon besides government that, you know, that pay, that pay uh, better than a, a retail position would pay and will allow them to, you know, to build a life uh, in, in Yukon. And, and you know, uh, that's uh, something that uh, always brings a, a nice smile to my face when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership is inherent in, you know, all that you do as a business owner. What are you learning about leadership over the last couple of years? Patience. You know, you got to have patience, you know, people, you know, has, has it impacted people's attitudes, the, 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 the pandemic? Yeah, I, I believe it has. Right. And uh, I think that, you know, uh, even though I'm a, uh, my wife will, will argue this, that I, I feel I'm a pretty patient guy. <laughs> I, I also, uh, I'm a pretty demanding individual, like, you know, from, from my team, uh, but I, I've had to learn patience, you know, the more patience, the better, right? You know, don't, uh, don't let it get to you. Don't let it, you know, bring you down. Don't, don't walk away when, when you have an opportunity to talk, you know, mm-hmm. you know, keep, keep teaching, you know, keep teaching, keep, you know, just stay strong, stay the course and, mm-hmm. and, and, and we will all get to get through this. Any, um, or sorry, as we, you know, do the work of sort of rebuilding our economy and, and sort of emerging from this pandemic, what are you, what are you paying close attention to for the Yukon's economy over the coming years? Um, well, I, I think the fact that, uh, you know, that our economy uh, had uh, during, during the pandemic, had GDP growth is pretty amazing. Um, I think that the fact that currently we have three operating mines, you know, and we've gotten to that place by being respectful with our First Nations for, I think, maybe for the first time in, in Yukon's history that, you know, we've been able to have private sector operate uh, on, on traditional territory and and grow uh, and 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 be happy with that growth. I mean, there's all. I mean, obviously, we're going to deal with challenges, and and now I believe we have some some more mines uh, that are in the works. And and this is the the spinoff the spinoff from this private industry from these private industries like like mining is it's it has a major impact. On, on our business, like you know, the spinoff is incredible. Uh, I mean, like it, it's also, and don't get me wrong. Uh, do I respect the 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 amount of government workers that are here that that invest, uh, you know, buy and support local businesses? I absolutely do. Uh, but now we're talking about having, you know, uh, m- more mining than we've ever had, 
and and I know that that spinoff is 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 there. So with this growth, and as you're aware, uh, the housing the or or uh, you know the housing has gone through the roof, and uh, and uh, I'm happy for that. I mean, I, I supply uh, appliances and I supply furniture, and uh, now we've just got to work towards getting that's uh, getting that supply at a place where uh, our young our young uh, people can afford to get into a home and establish a, a, a life here here in Yukon. Mm-hmm. Any. Um... Any advice for emerging entrepreneurs? Well, pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, uh, Whitehorse was the number one place to open a business in Canada. Uh, I don't know where we sit with that right now. I haven't heard. I I, I know Whitehorse is the fastest growing community in Canada r- right now. And I believe that we will be the number one place to, to uh, start a business in, in Canada in, in, the, in the very near future. I see so many great people starting businesses like, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the programs that are in place next door at uh, Yukon Struct. And, and, uh, and uh, I had the opportunity to go and have uh, uh, brunch at uh, La Petite uh, with Edwin and, and her team and was just blown away with her food and her kindness. And uh, she's just a, a great example of, of let's get a, a new business started and something that's unique to Yukon. Uh, somebody told me the other day that uh, uh, there's a, a new keg coming to town. Uh, I mean, the, the, the growth in our, our city is just incredible. I've never seen it. Uh, I mean, I came to Whitehorse in 1987 and there were less than 15,000 people in, in the city. And uh, I have watched growth uh, uh, that, that just has blown my mind over the years. Um, but let, let's, not, let's not forget uh, that we, we still are a small, com- small community. Let's not uh, expect what's not there. And uh, and uh, because we, we, we even though we're growing quite quick, let's not lose that uh, that mystery and that magic that made us, you know, made us stay here. I mean, I mean, really, I had no intentions of staying in Yukon when I came here. And but uh, I was bitten by 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 it. Uh, I, I fell in love with it. And uh, let's not lose the reason why we, we came here. And I always say to, to, to myself and to some of my friends, I gave, hey, never forget where you came from and, and, and respect and enjoy what UConn is able, able to give to you, right? So and I, I think that's an, an important mantra for people when they wake up in the morning, right? That uh, we, we live in a very beautiful uh place that you know that maybe you know there sometimes we don't have exactly what you're looking for on that day but the best way to deal with that is just ask one of your local retailers if you were to come to me and ask me hey i'm looking for this 
And I can, uh, I, if I can't find somebody locally that can give that to you, I will definitely do some research and try and find it for you. <laughs> Any um, major sort of shifts in your worldview as a result of the pandemic, ways you're looking at things differently now? Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, um, I, I never thought that I would see anything like this in my life. Uh, uh, I mean, I was taken back, blown away, whatever you want to say, how you want to put it. Um, uh, things like this could happen any day. You know, let's, let's not just move forward, but let's move forward with uh, being prepared for maybe there's a next time, right? Uh, I was, I'm so disappointed in, in the uh, Russian occupation of Ukraine, uh, uh, even though I absolutely realize there's wars going around on around the world in, in a lot of countries, most of which are, are, are within their own countries, like, you know, people fighting for uh, their, their, rights or their freedoms or, or, or uh, you know, their, their own political views. But this one, this, this occupation by Russia into Ukraine has, has, um, uh, it's really, bo it, it, it bothers me, right? I know it bothers a lot of people, right? Like this has been a terrible situation. And we, we as a business community, uh, and us in particular, uh, we have to be ready for what could happen next in, in, in you know, with, within, the, within the world, within our, our own little piece of the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's been keeping you grounded through all this? What's been keeping you well and sane? My wife. <laughs> My wife, without a doubt, you know. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing, you know. So yeah, I, you know, I attribute the, a lot of that to my wife. You know, she she keeps me grounded and makes sure that I'm doing everything that uh, uh, I, I should be doing to keep uh, to keep myself, to keep my teams, to keep uh, uh, our family safe. You know, so yeah, I attribute a lot of that to her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Any closing thoughts before we end out today's interview? Uh, just, uh, you know, I, I, I now that we, we, we've come to a place uh, in this pandemic that we can, uh, we can come together as a community, uh, I think there's a, there's a bent up desire to do so, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to uh, uh, the market uh, on, on at Shipyards Park, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, some potential barbecues at Rotary Park. Uh, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, spending some time uh, uh, camping out in Atlin, right? You know, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I want to enjoy my life. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm aging. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and uh, I want to make sure that every, every waking moment is, uh, is spent with uh, some enjoyment. Whether that be at work, I mean, I've had, I've been so fortunate, so so fortunate in my life that I've never had a job I I, I didn't want to go to, right? And 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 uh, I have to applaud that because uh, uh, I know a lot of people are, are 
clock watchers and I'm definitely not a clock watcher. I, I enjoy my day. I love talking to people. Right. So, and, and you and I've had lots of conversations uh, and uh, I, I really like to talk to people, see how they're feeling and, uh, and uh, more than, more than anything, make sure that they're all right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for all that you do and for keeping the businesses going through such a hard time. Gary, always a pleasure. Take care.